If I'm investing now, I think it will bring me more confidence in gaining that goal of financial independence. I feel like I'll be able to find ways to maneuver my money in a way to benefit me. And so far, I realize this journey, I get stuck in my head a lot when I'm not there. I'm not at the finish line, you know? Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. If you want the episode show notes for this episode, go to journeytolaunch.com or click the description of wherever you're listening to this episode. In the show notes, you'll get the transcribed version of the conversation, the links that we mentioned, and so much more. Also, whether you are an OG journeyer or brand new to the podcast, I've created a free jumpstart guide to help you on your financial freedom journey. It includes the top episodes to listen to, stages to go through to reach financial freedom, resources, and so much more. You can go to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart to get your guide right now. Okay, let's hop into the episode. Hey, 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 journeyers. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast. Today, I have a special, special guest, Cassandra Henry. Cassandra has been on the podcast before. She is a true and tried journeyer. She was on episode 111. And I've known Cassandra for a few years now. So she was one of my first money coaching clients. So I, many of you may not know, but when I started Journey to Launch, I also did money coaching one-on-one. And so Cassandra was one of my first clients. We met every week. I helped her create a budget and helped her reach and talked about her goals. And we worked through a lot of things for the time we worked together. And then Cassandra, you ended up joining my membership community at the time and you know, we've been through it, like in terms of watching you grow in your journey. So when I was writing my book, Your Journey to Financial Freedom, I thought to myself, I would want to share stories of journeyers. And I thought of you immediately, Cassandra, because I was like, you know, the fact that, and we shared this on the original episode, episode 111, you know, you are from the Bronx or lived in the Bronx, was a teacher, and you were able to increase your income by $10,000, pay off some debt. So I wanted to bring you on the podcast back then to share that. And I thought like that needs to be shared in the book. So when I reached out to you and said, can I include you in the book? You were like, yes. And, you know, also right now I'm living in Abu Dhabi teaching. And so I was like, wow, that's amazing. And so I shared more of that in the book. But then I said, you know what? How about you come back on the show and share more of your journey? What has happened since you've been on the podcast? And you had some hesitation because you felt like your journey was still incomplete. Like you were still on it and you were still figuring things out with your money. And I thought, no, you're still the perfect person to come back on the show to share because while we love hearing people who have made it and figured it out and have all the money in the world and reach financial independence, I feel like my most impactful conversations and episodes are with people who are still in the thick of the journey sharing because so many people are in your situation in terms of not having it all figured out, you know? And so I just want to welcome you back on the show. I can't wait to dive in a little bit deeper. This is a safe space. (laughs) And I know that hopefully this conversation will not only help you, but also a lot of other people listening who feel the way you do. So welcome back to the show. 
Thank you so much, Samila. Like when you reached out, I just so excited to help y'all and share my journey to you because you were part of the first ones who really started my desire to gain financial freedom. So I'm externally grateful. Thank you. Yeah. So tell me back a little bit about how you got to Abu Dhabi. So you had an apartment, your own condo in the Bronx, right? Yeah. And so tell me about that transition and what you're doing now. Okay. So when I bought the condo was 2020. It was before COVID happened. It was January 2020. And I was so excited to own the condo that my, the landlord was going to sell it. And I was, you know, praying, like, I don't know if I want to buy it or not, but I just felt like it was an opportunity to, to gain wealth because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and interviews and they all have real estate. So I said, okay, let me start this real estate journey. And then when COVID happened, you know, I still had the condo and I was teaching. I was tutoring at the same time. So I was just getting a lot of work and it, it was just a little stressful with the school and COVID. I was about to quit teaching. And then I remembered my second year of teaching, a teacher came to me saying, you know, you should teach in Abu Dhabi. I was teaching in six, for six years in Abu Dhabi. And I said, what? That's no way. I, I don't think it would be for me. And then when COVID happened, I, I was about to quit teaching, but then that came back to me. I was taking a course on, on dreaming and, um, and just wanting to expand my horizons when it comes to my career and everything. And I said, you know what? Why don't I just reach to, towards that goal of teaching abroad? And like, maybe I don't have to quit teaching. Maybe I just have to change my location. And then I applied to 30 something schools. I sent them my resume, cover letter directly to the principals. I was just nonstop trying to get a job and abroad while at the same time getting my sec- teaching as English as a second language certification. And then I, I got one reply and I said, you know what? <laughs> I've never been to the Middle East. I've never, I never stepped foot in it. I never heard of anyone I know that, that taught theirs or, you know, like family wise. I just felt like, okay, let me just go blindly. And then I've been enjoying it. Ever since, it's been good. Oh my gosh. So when did you get there? August of 2021. And it was still COVID restrictions still. So it was, it, it was a lot of hectic when it came to the regulations and all that, but it was good. So how did this impact your financial journey? So at the time, if you can paint the financial picture of where you were, if you can remember where you were with your debt, I know you had some student loan debt and then how moving there impacted any of that? So the year of 2021 came and I, I wanted to renovate my apartment. So before I I started going into application process of the school towards like learning about different ways of different schools to teach and towards the end of 2020 and the beginning of January 2021. And at the same time, I said, okay, I don't want to leave my family with an apartment that's like, I just didn't want to leave without I'm making sure that they're good. So I said, okay, let me renovate this apartment so that if I leave, everything's okay. There's no issues uh, with any appliances so that they don't have to struggle with that. So I renovated January, February 2021 and ended renovation around May, which I got a lot of, uh, you know, I had a lot of renovation debt. So I took out a loan and I took out Home Depot credit card. I was re- watching a lot of videos on how to, uh, manage credit when it holds deeper and everything. So I gained all of that. But when I came here, 
the three um, reasons I wanted to go abroad was to travel, but at the same time, save money and also just get closer to God. But when I came here, the main thing was that I, I didn't have to pay any housing. Housing was provided and transportation was provided to and from the school, which in New York, that was my main expense. So I cut that in half and I don't even have to pay taxes here. So it's been good. So you saw this as an opportunity to move and help reduce expenses. So when we're weighing this, some people have sometimes these choices to make where they could take a pay cut, but then maybe they go into a, a low cost of area place or country or like what you said, because I think you did say, well, and it might have been offline, that you did take a pay cut. So even though you're not paying for some of these more expensive things in your budget, you are getting paid less. So when you even it out, like how does that come out? Like that you're making less, but then you're paying less in expenses. I think I'm making the same amount or around the same, around the same amount if I was in New York, because New York, they took money out of my income because of taxes, a huge amount. And I was paying my mortgage and transportation. So it was around the same amount. And in New York, I was stressed. (laughs) That was the main thing. And here, I don't have to pay housing. I don't have to pay transportation. I'm not stressed. I mean, teaching is hard, but I just feel like I chose a better way to stress here. (laughs) Like I'm not, not, I can manage my stress here, you know? Mm. It's interesting because it's like you still are working. You still need to bring money in, but you change the amount of pressure and your stress levels, which is huge, right? Like you sometimes it's worth it to have a change of scenery, a change of location, if that means for your mental, emotional health. So what ages are you teaching there and what are you teaching? I teach first grade age six to seven. And you've been there now a couple years, right? How do you feel in terms of how you've been able to manage the money? So do you feel that now that you have the less expenses to pay for, that you're able to manage the money and all the other expenses that you do have? Do you find that you're actually paying more for things now because you don't have the other expenses? How are you doing there? Well, when I when I first came here, I thought I was like, oh, I'm living abroad. There's a bunch of teachers that come from the States, you know, and Abu Dhabi and the UAE is like New York. Like, it's very expensive here if you don't use your money wisely. So that first year, I traveled a lot to Italy. I went to I went to Africa, Kenya, Uganda. My first, So I just felt like, okay, I'm abroad, I'm experiencing. But then when I came back from Kenya, I said, okay, no, now... The second year, I'm like, no, now my head is strong. I have to make sure I'm set financially. So this past year and this upcoming year, like I feel I'm more, I'm planned out where my money is going because I, I know I was a little, I was a little excited when I came across. As you should be. I mean, <laughs> that's a great opportunity to where you were and to be able to travel to all those places. Yeah, it's been okay. But this year now, now I'm really honing in on what I spend my money with. I'm, I think I've been more intentional now. Like, okay, I spend my money on self-development, like coaching more personal training rather than going out and eating because now I cook my own food. So I don't have to be going out brunching. But brunches is so popular here. So every weekend there's a brunch constantly. People are always out. It's very a party, party version when, when it comes to expats. So it's just, you just got to be careful and, and not pressure, get pressured into spending your money here. 
how have you felt socially? I mean, I know you mentioned there's a lot of expats and teachers, but I know you are very family oriented, right? And very close to your family. Uh, and I'm not sure, like you're from the Dominican Republic or your family is, right? Yeah, my family is. And I was raised in New York. And so being like in such a tight knit community and family for most of your life and then like moving so far away from them, because I know, again, your family was a big part of our conversations and how was that? How was being separated from them and emotionally, where were you there? Yeah, that first year was so hard, but I, I spoke to my, I still speak to my family every day, <laughs> but it was really hard because I was always with my family during throughout my, all of my adult years. My family was there when I got home. I lived with my mom and sister and I just felt really at home. And here I had to find my own way to get a community or create my own community so i i like dancing i've gone to dances i i found a, a good church a church community and i hang out with teachers at times so i just right now at this time i have a, a different type of communities that i can turn to but honestly i'm i kind of think that i've just learned how to be strong on my own like i don't have to depend on someone i do miss my family like i miss them so much every day <laughs> But I feel now I'm more centered on, okay, I'm here because I want to gain financial freedom for myself, but also help my family out. So I'm, I'm just more focused on that. I know you, you, you've come back since being there, right? And can you tell me about what that was like? I know financially that put a little strain on you a little bit. So would you be open to sharing what that was like? So it's been, it was two years since I saw my mom. So, this past summer, I decided, okay, no, I have to see my mom. I haven't seen her for two years straight. So I went to New York. I was like, okay, I'm only going to save $2,000. Only, I'm only going to spend $2,000 in New York. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and then I ended up spending way more than $2,000. But a majority of it was like helping out with family stuff, like having stuff for the apartment. And I had to fly down to Texas for my sister to help her out and stuff. So, you know, I don't regret helping my family out because that's why I want I wanted I loved feeling that I can I wanted to help them you know I didn't want to have the option like no I can't help them because I don't have money no I have the capacity to pay for this so I I don't want to feel resentful towards that but I came back here I'm like okay no now it's game time I need to pay down the money I spent there Yeah. Well, and so that's the thing too. I think so for some people, right? They're, it's a very solitude journey or they don't, they don't necessarily have family they need to take care of or want to take care of or help, not necessarily fully take care of, but, you know, step in and give money if they ask or just in general. And that makes things a little bit easier because it's just, you know, you're taking care of maybe just yourself and your immediate family. But there's so many people, including yourself, that have extended family that are not themselves either financially stable or to the point where they can provide completely for themselves or you just want to help, right? And so I think that's really important to talk about more because that impacts everything. Because first of all, on your own journey by yourself, you can't predict all the things that are going to happen, right? And so there's things that are going to come up that you didn't expect for yourself. Now, if you have people that you care about and that are almost depending on you, add like four or five others and their scenarios that will possibly impact your own financial journey because you're trying to be helpful. And so I just think it's something that a lot of people sometimes struggle with because there is a balance on how much do you give before you deplete 
and you're not sound and able to help them. And also just uh, how far can you go, you know, in terms of giving before you say no. So for you, as we talked about, you know, your family is very important. But I know one of your hesitations was, oh, I'm, you know, I'm still in debt. Like, I don't know if I should come back on the show and share this. And I'm, and then we were talking and you were telling me, well, you know, part of the reason I'm in debt is because when I came back here, I was helping my family. I'm like, that is the point of money, like what you're doing. Now, to the extent that you're doing it, we can always like talk deeper about that and making sure that you're still okay financially. But that is the point. Like, you know, you put yourself in such a great financial position to be, you know, that rock for your family. And it's like your values, family is up there, right? And taking care of them is up there. And so you're doing exactly what, you know, based on your values, that what you want to do with money. So I don't think it's anything to be like ashamed of in terms of how you're, you're spending in this period of your life. I just wanted to give you that <laughs> assurance. Yeah. And, and honestly, going back home, like our, you know, I was talking to my older sister and just the way we talk about money now and even my, my whole family, the way we address issues is more, okay, we're trying to be more abundant mindset. And I don't feel like money shouldn't be our like hindrance into growing as a family, you know? So I feel like that conversation, even at times, you know, we, we sometimes argue, but I feel our family unity has grown because of the way we address issues with money. Financial independence is not having to work for money anymore, but financial freedom is about having options. You can have financial freedom while on the journey to financial independence and my brand new book, Your Journey to Financial Freedom, a step-by-step guide to achieving wealth and happiness will show you exactly how to achieve that. Your Journey to Financial Freedom comes out December 5th, but you can pre-order today and get my brand new course, Firestarter, the Financial Independence Blueprint for free to get started on how to chart your course to more money, less debt, and more freedom today. Discover how to define FI and financial freedom for yourself. Work on the FI components and the FI formula. Calculate your FI number and more with this brand new course. The program includes four video lessons taught by me, a companion workbook to help you implement the lessons, and more. You can get the course for free immediately when you pre-order one hard copy of my book, Your Journey to Financial Freedom, today. Go to journeytolaunch.com slash book to order the book and get your free course. There are also things you can put in place, right? Like, so one of the things you mentioned is that you didn't budget enough. Yeah. You underestimated how much you thought you would spend. How long were you here for? Uh, a month and three weeks. I, I also like scheduled, okay, this weekend, I'm going to visit my friend in South Carolina for that weekend. So I, you know, I, and this weekend, I'm going to see a friend in Manhattan. So, you know, I had in many weekends, I'm like going to meet people. And so I said, okay, those are the things I budgeted for, but I wasn't budgeting for the unforeseen things that I needed to do. (laughs) Right, right. So I think too, like, of course, you want to help and be resourceful with family. But for the next time, right, when you're thinking about, okay, I'm going to come next summer, it's like already starting to budget and set money aside. Yeah for what that looks like and then overestimate, like over budget what you want and then stick to, you know, have some bandwidth in terms of, okay, I'm going to, when it comes to seeing other family, 
if you're flying or doing something, here's what this is going to look like. Going to see um, friends, this is what that looks like. Helping family. And again, it's impossible to, to always get the numbers correctly. But now that you know, it's kind of, I bet you the next time you'll have a better expectation on what to budget for in the future. Yeah. When I came back, I said, okay, next time I go to the U.S., I need to have this amount in my bank account. So I made sure I put it on, no, I'm going to make sure to have this amount before I go. (laughs) (laughs) Talk a little bit about your student loan debt. I know that some of it was forgiven, right? Yes. A big portion of it It was because of the teacher loan forgiveness that I applied to. It was 17,500 because I was, I was special ed certified. So I had, I don't have the exact number. I know I sent you the exact number, but I don't remember the exact. It was like 30 something thousand student loans, but a big portion of it was Pell Grants and the, and the student loan forgiveness, like the teacher loan forgiveness. I mean, but now I only owe 5,000, close to 5,000. And I feel like I could pay it off now. <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's other, the other debts you have probably are higher interest rates and you want to get rid of those first, which yes. makes total sense. And so with things now, right, what are your goals over the next couple of years? Like how long do you plan to stay in Abu Dhabi? Do you foresee yourself living, staying there for a few more years? Like, What does that look like for you? Yeah. So when I, renovated the condo the bank told me i would have to pay the renovation loan for five years so by the end of 2025 i would be you know free of that loan so my plan is currently just by the time that i still have that loan i'm still here trying to be you know be more savvy with my money and by that time i want to be financially free instead of like the mortgage obviously like i still have the mortgage but i just want to be financially independent from credit card and the bank loan and all that. So in by 2025. Okay. Two years. Do you feel like, you know, the numbers from where you, what you know now and you have the budget put together to do that? Like when you look at your income and your expenses, you feel that, okay, if I put X amount towards the debt and saving for when I come back, right. Cause that's the other thing. So what happens to when we have a goal, right. It's like to be debt free. It's like, we still have other goals. Like you still want to come back to the States and see your family. So like you're doing different goals in tandem. It's like, I need to put money aside for saving to come back. I need to put money aside to, for additional debt payments, right? So it's like, you have to like think ahead and make sure you have the cash flow to do that. Yeah, even moving here and living here too has made me be more intentional of where I put my money in the, the different checking or the different accounts I have. Like I already have a, a one for travel specifically because I know I'm here. I'm going, I know I'm going to be traveling, even though I'm not traveling often now, but I know in the future I'm going to be traveling. So I've already say travel money is there and like having extra money for fun things, just putting automatic deposits into those accounts because I knew, I know I'm going to want to do those things. Yeah, that's smart. What about investing? How are you there? Like, where are you with your investing journey? So right now I still have my Roth IRA and my IRA. I still have it, but I just have, I haven't looked at it, but it's, I already invested in index funds, but I just haven't looked at the amount yet, (laughs) but I haven't input, I haven't invested actively now because I've just been focused on just paying on death and 
traveling and like being intentional with traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I could offer a little advice, <laughs> um, here's the thing I'd offer anyone listening because I get it. There's so much, um, I talk about this in the book. There's so much that we want our money to do, right? It's almost just like the money is working hard because we want it to pay for our expenses, the responsible expenses like our mortgage. And then we want to pay for our fun expenses, like, you know, going out to eat with friends that we wanted to like be able to save for events and life and unforeseen circumstances. And then we wanted to pay off debt if we still have debt and then, you know, invest for the future and financial independence. There's a lot of things that our money we require or our money is is meant to do if we we want to reach complete financial independence. And so it's okay to, at certain seasons of your financial journey, focus on paying off debt or focus on, especially when you don't have all the income to do all, it's all incomes jobs. And so in your case though, I, I always just like to say, you know, even if it's only a couple hundred dollars, $50, something to put that investing back in place and it doesn't have to be a lot, like I said, if to your Roth IRA, because I know you're not paying taxes now and I'm not too familiar with like tax code, but even if it's just to your Roth IRA, $50 a month, a hundred, and just to put it on automatic. So you're not totally forgetting about that because it's really important because you're still make the progress you'll make. I promise you that based on your internal shifts and your mindset that you've achieved on the journey, you're going to get to debt freedom at some point, right? And when you get there, you don't want it, and whether that's two, four, five years from now, like you don't want it to be then that you know, then look at your investments. It's like, wow, if I would have just like did a couple hundred dollars, like I'd be so far ahead. So I just want to encourage if you have the space, even if it's just a couple hundred or fifty dollars a month, start just looking at that because you're gonna be so happy a couple years down the road that you you didn't let that go. So I just want to encourage you there to do that. Yeah, you know that's gonna be my homework. <laughs> that's gonna be my homework. Yeah. So. This is what I like to say. The time is going to pass you by anyway. And the calculations, if you do it, whether it's 50 or $100, when you do that math in the next five years, it matters. It accounts for something with compound interest. And so why not? And what I've noticed is that when you stretch your mind in that capacity, the same way when you stretch your dollar to do its, to do its jobs, the same way you stretch your mind to figure out how to accommodate for all these things, you will find solutions where you didn't know that there could be solutions. You will find the opportunities and the obstacles. And it's just amazing how our mind works that way. It's just like when you like see a smaller glass bowl, like you only fill the water to that amount. When there is like a bigger bowl, you know, you figure out how to fill that bowl. So that's encouragement for anyone just because you're paying off debt or just, you know, kind of starting out unless you really can't like survive and you're still trying to make ends meet, still find a way to invest. Because you will thank yourself, even if it's a year from now that you started doing that. Yeah. And I I know sometimes I do have a scarcity mindset when it comes to investing, because then I feel like, oh, no, I'm not going to have money for buying this on Amazon, you know, <laughs> or just not looking at investing as a as a way that I something that I can do on the side, but I should just put it automatic. Yeah. Put it in your budget. You know, I like to make it because I like I want to be able to to make sure financial independence is on autopilot, like I'm going to reach it. It's more like a mandatory expense for me. It's a goal, but I put it in as if we're able to invest this amount per month and per year, anything else I do with my money is like, it doesn't even matter. You know, I mean, it matters, but 
as long as I hit my investing and savings goals, the life is a little bit easier because I, I know I hit that. And so if I spend more in an area like travel or it's like, I'm okay, you know, because I already, I've already taken care of that. So I know for a lot of people, it's like, uh, even for me now, like I, sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't want to look at my, <laughs> my budget, but it's really important if you are in the stage of trying to find money to invest, say, pay off debt that you look at it. Because if you're looking at your budget, you can say to yourself, okay, what if, what if, what, what would it look like if I put a hundred dollars, let's start a hundred dollars a month to my Roth IRA and then do the math. And like, does this, am I still able to pay for everything that I need? And then you'll be surprised when you look through your bank statements, like, oh, I spent how much doing that? I could, I could cut back that a little bit and then put some more here. And then, you know, you start playing with the numbers and make it fun for yourself. You know, right? Like sit down and be like, you know what? I'm creating this plan. Let's see where I'm going to be in the next couple of years, not just with my debt, but with my investing and, you know, the other areas and, and really look at it. Yeah. Now you're talking to me about this. I feel like I was, I've just been so focused on this debt. <laughs> so I need to be more open-minded because I am, I feel like I'm just thinking about that, that, that instead of, I'm also thinking about saving, but not investing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And listen, there's nothing to be, I mean, I think a lot of people face that struggle. It's just like, you know, you have this focus, you want to get done with that. But then, you know, investing is the way that you reach financial independence. Like, it's great if you have no debt, and then you're able to pay for your expenses. But eventually, you want to be able for your investments to work for you. And I always like to say, I know investing, it's invisible wealth. People can't see that you have $100,000 in your investment account or your Roth IRA or $50,000 in that, right? But they can see you traveling. They can see that you, you know, have a nice car. They can see things. And sometimes it, it doesn't feel like it's money for you. It doesn't feel like it's helpful to you right now. It just feels like, oh, it's just like off in that account. (laughs) But it's just like, no, it's, it's helpful because once you're in a good place with that, you can take more risk in other areas. You can do more because you're already taken care of, you know, you already have the cushion. Yeah. And I feel like if I'm investing now, I think it will bring me more confidence in gaining that goal of financial independence. I feel like I'll be able to find ways to maneuver my money in the way to benefit me. And so far I realized this journey, I get stuck in my head a lot when I'm not there. I'm not at the finish line, you know? Yeah. But, that's why I wanted you to come on and talk a bit and share more of your story because this is what most people feel like. They don't feel like, oh, I got it all figured out. I'm good. I don't even feel that way. <laughs> it's just like, hmm, can I be doing more? Should I be doing more? Is this the right thing? You know, there's always going to be that. And I think thinking that our stories have to be perfect or that we have to be debt free or have a million dollars in the bank or invested to be successful, I think it's the, that's a problem. The fact Cassandra, that you are living your best life in another country, that you travel to the countries you travel to, that you're able to assist and help your family in the ways that you're able to, like you are living a very abundant, blessed life. And so I want you to like know that about yourself. It's not about like, oh, because I have debt, it's not good. It's not a good journey to share. Oh, yes. Okay. I I did wanted to share that being here too, I've been able to meet other people on the same on the same financial journey, like similar stories or just 
different stories from people from Amer- America who moved abroad to and owning properties. And I'm also part of the R Rich Journey group because there's people from in the Dubai area and Abu Dhabi area who also follow them. What group is that? Say that group again. Our Rich Journey. Oh, Our Rich Journey. Yes. Christina. Yes. So they, I, I just been able to meet community there and just find people who are, who are seeking financial freedom. Because one of the main things that really pushed me in New York was the community I was part of with you, like the, the Journey to Launch Membership Club. I, I feel like that was a big portion of my catapult into this journey. So I've, I've been trying to find that out here. I mean, it's hard, but <laughs> but just like meeting people and just going on, you know, interviewing others about how they're doing and actually creating a community here. Because I, I feel like it, it helps. It helps when you're surrounded by people who are on the similar journey. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you brought up like the community because that social capital is such a big part of, you know, we don't talk, we talk about capital as being monetary and, you know, all the other areas in our life, but the community that surrounds us, the social capital we have is very important, which is why I was, you know, with the community, I was um, so proud of what I built when I had the membership community. Sidebar, there is another one coming. So stay tuned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're working on it. So I don't know if by the time this airs, I'll have that news to share with everyone. So stay tuned. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. And it does, it makes sense because a lot of people who take you know the risk, it's a risk for some people to move somewhere that they don't know. It's another country. They have that mindset where they are, they are they're seekers, they're journeyers, you know, by default because they want something else. So there's no surprise that a lot of them are searching for financial freedom or time freedom and, you know, are, are hacking that life. Now you were, you were saying something about mindset before and like your internal shift that I want you to expand more on that. Yeah. So moving out here too, I, I had to challenge my own scarcely mindset when it came to money. I remember it was the the first year, <laughs> the first year of being here. I I went on a on a weekend trip. Like a, I treated myself to like a hotel a hotel booking because here they do a lot of hotel bu- getaways. <laughs> That's the thing to do here. You go and you go on this and get away at a hotel. And it was for my birthday that first year. And I I was doing the year. I felt like man, I miss my family. So I said, okay, I'm gonna treat myself to a hotel getaway. And there was a situation with my car that I didn't have enough money to pay the taxi. And I felt so anxious. I'm like, oh, my gosh, why do I have enough money? I had to go to the the ATM because my card wasn't working, the card that I had here. I felt so anxious. And I said to myself that night, I was talking to my, my family. I just felt like I do not want to live like that. I want to be, like, free with my money. I don't want to feel like I'm in, stuck in a box. So I, I, ever since that, that day, I was just been so, like, I, I want to gain financial freedom and just expand my my mindset when it comes to different opportunities, the type of people I'm meeting. I'm not scared to ask you like, oh, hey, I, I would love to talk to you. Can you can I'll take you out on a coffee. I'm very like now I'm very direct. <laughs> I, I know there's people around me that I can learn from. So I, I just want to learn and find ways to grow and get financially free. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, Cassandra, I am so proud of you. I am so happy that you, you know, you're sharing your story. You're brave enough to share it. I know you were nervous about coming on, but truly, I really think that 
you're relatable and, you know, you are not behind. You are exactly where you want to be. And there are so many people listening to you now that will be inspired to seek out teaching positions elsewhere in another country and to try something different because of what you shared. And so just know that you're doing a great job and I'm proud of you and other journeyers are proud of you. And so to keep going and don't let, even if things don't always go the way you want, or, you know, there's a mess up in the budget or those are all things that can be fixed. They're fixable. They're figure outable. You can overcome that. You are your biggest asset, right? Like there's everything else can be taken away, but what you've created and, and built within yourself, your faith, who you are, your kindness, that's priceless, right? That's the real investment. So just want to thank you again for always supporting Journey to Launch, being a part of the community and sharing your story here again. Thank you so much, Samila. Like, I'm always all for Journey to Launch. Love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget, you can get the episode show notes for this episode by going to journeytolaunch.com or click the description of wherever you're listening to this. And you can still grab your jumpstart guide for free to help you on your journey to financial freedom by going to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart. If you want to support me and the podcast and love the free content and information that you get here, here are four ways that you can support me and the show. One, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen, whether that's Apple Podcasts, that purple app on your phone, your Android device, YouTube, Spotify, wherever it is that you happen to listen, just subscribe so you are not missing an episode. And if you're happening to listen to this in Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe there. I appreciate and read every single review. Number two, follow me on my social media accounts. I'm at Journey to Launch on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I love, love, love interacting with journeyers there. Three, support and check out the sponsors of this show if you hear something that interests you. Sponsors are the main ways we keep the podcast lights on here. So show them some love for supporting your girl. Four, and last but not least, share this episode, this podcast with a friend or family member or coworker so that we can spread the message of Journey to Launch. All right, that's it. Until next week, keep on journeying, journeyers. Journey to Launch.